Hey listeners, welcome back to the amazing rewatch. And we're here with season one, episode five today. So this episode starts off in Tunisia, which is where we left off the last episode. That was where the pit stop was, the end of the lake. They went from France to Tunisia, right? Yeah. And so the teams start again the next day. 12 hours after they arrive, just like a regular episode, and they get a road marker in their envelope, and the road marker has a picture of a monument, or a statue sort of thing, just has the word Tatooine on it. Yeah, the monument is like a, like a pillar with a globe on top. Mm-hmm. So the players have to just figure out where that is and get there. And my first thought was Tatooine. I don't really even know anything about Star Wars. I've watched the movies approximately one time (laughs) and i even knew that that was a star wars reference yeah so this one's spelled different than the tatooine in star wars it's t-a-t-o-u-i-n-e and then tatooine in star wars is different okay but um we did a little bit of research because it was such a familiar name and this tatooine is actually an inspiration for george lucas for the tatooine in star wars and the name and the location they did have some film sites here And if you watch this episode and see kind of the scenery and stuff like that, it's very kind of... Star Wars-y. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they do mention in the episode that there was some parts that they did film here in Tunisia. So Oh, I must have missed that. I didn't even pay attention to that, I guess. But anyways, when I was reading, uh, reading more about Tatooine, it said that in an article from 2015 that I read, it said that this area of Tunisia is actually controlled by ISIS now and is not very safe for people to go. A lot of Star Wars mega fans would do pilgrimages there to visit the Tatooine, but it's not safe for people to visit there anymore, really, which is unfortunate, but that interesting sad. fact. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it looked cool like really super old i mean are they buildings or are they dwellings i don't really know exactly how to describe them but it's just like surrounded by miles and miles and miles of desert so yeah so yeah everything is kind of like sand and mud huts and clay and bricks and yeah dirt and sand color (laughs) just beige a lot of beige (laughs) yeah (laughs) kind of like tattooing yeah so bill and joe are the first to leave the previous pit stop and they leave about 4 a.m and then the rest of the teams follow pretty quickly pretty quickly yeah they're all kind of leaving within an hour or so aren't they yeah within like around four to five they're all leaving pretty close together there was an interesting thing that said paul and amy moved up to fourth place because of production region production reasons beyond their control yeah, so which. it caused them to be delayed last leg, so they got, like, a time credit, which moved them up to fourth place. But I don't remember anything really happening, like, obviously, in the last leg that made it seem like some... But anyways, they left in fourth place instead of fifth because of reasons beyond their control. But it wasn't that big of a time difference, so... And as Amy and Paul left, she was talking about, like, her stomach and how it wasn't feeling very good, and... She said, I'm always like this because I'm just nervous and I would totally be the same way. Like, I would probably just, like, feel nauseous the whole race. Yeah. Because I would just be so nervous and excited and 
like antsy i get what i get that way like yeah like when you have a flight coming up to somewhere new the next day and the night mm -hmm. before you're like kind of sick to your stomach but excited it'd be like mm -hmm. this every single like all the time for 30 days straight <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i thought it was funny the beginning of this episode they're just kind of saying what teams are leaving in what place at what time and stuff but each team has kind of a little talking segment and they're all talking about their relationship and like how things are going mm -hmm. and stuff like that and um like frank and margarita had a talk and seemed to be getting along a little bit better but yeah, frank not said, as many explosions yeah from him. frank said it was the dreaded determine the relationship talk because <laughs> <laughs> margarita wants to like talk about where they're heading and he's just like doesn't want to but seemed like they were getting along better this episode at least yeah and then Karen, lenny and karen were talking about their relationship and stuff and everything like the beginning of this episode was so relationship based and the music was so dramatic, <laughs> dramatic. it sounded like a soap opera or something yeah. <laughs> it was really the amount weird. of staring at each other that lenny and karen did in this episode was like so funny <laughs> really yeah it was a little awkward but you can tell they're kind of getting on each other's nerves yeah i mean how could you not though like being with them all the time and having to work together well i think um like being the first season mm -hmm. i feel like nowadays people see how hard it the is pressure and the stress yeah. yeah and how hard it is on the relationship so they kind of like weren't expecting that maybe yeah they come in a little bit more prepared <laughs> this first step this first season they're probably just like so caught off guard like this is really like, hard I, I was not <laughs> anticipating this yeah so they all eat the pit stop early in the morning and get to the monument and once they arrive at the monument they have to find these marked trucks they have the choice to drive themselves or hire a driver for $50, but yeah. they can't... Well, because it's a detour. That's... Yeah. So the clue at the monument was a detour. It's oh, okay. listening or puzzling. And listening is... The place is really easy to find, but the task is harder. And puzzling is the place is hard to find, but the task is easy. But they all have the option of hiring a driver for $50. But the driver still can't give them directions. Yeah. So, like, what would be the advantage to this? Like, both of you looking at the map and the compass, having two people yeah. trying to do directions? I don't know. I definitely wouldn't hire a driver. It was $50 for somebody else to drive you around. I don't I don't think I would have it at, for this situation. But they're, they're given, like, a compass and a map. And I feel like me and you are probably smart enough to figure out a compass and a map that we wouldn't... <laughs> I mean, the driver can't even give me directions anyways. I know. So I really like, don't just, understand the benefit. Yeah. You just have to tell them where to go. Yeah. I don't know. I am not great at reading a compass, but I can probably figure it out. I'm okay at maps. But when they're not in English, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had to read a map in a long time because we have GPS everywhere we go. So, And then Drew and Kevin get to the detour first and they choose listening Paul and Amy and Nancy and Emily kind of show up at the same time, and it seems like they kind of want to work together to do listening, but they did not actually work together. So it seems like most of the teams choose the walkie-talkie because it's closer, because they're all going to have a hard time finding the puzzling, which is far away. But um, Drew and Kevin get there pretty quickly, and as they're there, they, seem t they see Team Guido arrive. 
and kind of try and throw them off mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. they go onto the roof they, and pretend that they're looking around the roof. They had already found the walkie-talkie at this point, but they see that they're close behind them, so they kind of just throw them off and climb up on the roof and stuff like that, and then head out. And it did work because they climbed on some roofs to try and find their walkie-talkie and stuff. Yeah, but it did throw them off. These teams are so funny. They call each other. I know they're so mean. <laughs> They called Drew and Kevin the fatties. I know, like twice at least in the episode. <laughs> and Drew and Kevin call them Burn Ernie. I mean, it's not as mean as fatties, but like, yeah, there's a few times in the episode, the fatties are already here. I know, I was like, wow, yeah. we've come a long way in 20 years in yeah. our language towards other people. Yeah, there is a time, there's, I think, two times in this episode that Paul uses the R word. Mm-hmm. I think Frank did once, too. Yeah, and I'm like, they probably would put yeah, that out. Yeah, there there's no way that they'd put that in there now. <laughs> I liked Kevin and Drew's strategy to, cause, like, blowing into the walkie-talkie because it seemed to make a louder noise on the other end. But you can't really... Because, like, when you're walking together and somebody's talking in the walkie-talkie, mm-hmm. you can't really hear the other walkie-talkie. So when he, when he was blowing into it, it was more quiet, but the other end was louder. So yeah. they seemed to find it pretty quickly. Yeah, and Drew kind of left Kevin. Yeah, like, stay here. I'm going to go listen looking. for it. So they had a good strategy. And then, yeah, the other teams seemed to arrive pretty close in the same order. To the detour? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and all of them chose listening, which I probably would, too. Obviously, as we find out later in the episode, it's kind of hard to navigate in this area, so... Mm-hmm. That would just have been another opportunity to get lost. The clue that they do find in this detour says that they need to drive one mile north to Kasar Golana. I don't know if we're pronouncing that right. Or Galane. They, it's an Galane. E at the end. Galane. Okay. I don't know if they're pronouncing it right or if we're pronouncing it right. It's kind of a confusing <laughs> word. Anyways, but they need to drive a mile north to find that place and find a route marker. It's in the middle of the Sahara Desert. And still they only have a compass and a map. And but yellow painted have, rocks. Yeah, <laughs> yellow stones along the side of the road. I I would probably get lost. So I was not surprised that this happens. Amy's throwing up, like, this whole time. Mm-hmm. She's sick. I mean, obviously, it's more than a nervous stomach. She's, like, actually sick. I don't know if it's, like, her sickness or, you know, food poisoning or something. But that would be awful. To be sick on the race. Yeah. yeah. Me and Jeff were sick last week. And, like... <laughs> just nauseous all day and just getting off the couch made me want to throw up jeff is her husband by the way oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) we we bought a mattress and it wasn't supposed to be delivered for like six to eight weeks but it like magically showed up on our doorstep like two weeks after we ordered it and it was the day that we were sick and we didn't want to leave our like expensive mattress just sitting out in the box on our porch so you should have seen us both of us like trying to carry this heavy box in and like feeling like we we're gonna throw up i can't imagine trying to run a race in a foreign country not knowing where you're going <laughs> not having yeah. the comforts of your own home and being sick like that so that sucks and i feel like she kind of handled it as well as could be expected yeah because she still wanted to keep going and of course paul is always like well let's just not do this yeah it's let's not just worth go. it let's i can't stop. hear you be sick anymore it's not worth it anyways they get more into that later but yeah all the teams have a pretty easy time doing this detour with the walkie-talkie and get into their cars and start driving to the next place trying to follow the markers using their compass and stuff 
throughout this whole episode, it just drives me crazy how short Emily is with her mom. Literally yeah. anything her mom says, she gets so mad. She's like, ugh, yeah. ugh. Anything she says is not even yeah. annoying stuff. And she just gets so mad at her immediately. It's so, like, I just can't stand it. I mean, they talk about all the time, like, how different they are. But that doesn't mean you have to be rude. Yeah. <laughs> and you're both in a new place doing new things. If somebody has questions, you like, don't get so mad. It did take Robin Brennan a long time to find the walkie-talkie, though. It said it took him 40 minutes after the last team left. And they were the last team to do it. And so they were, like, really far behind. And it's kind of weird to see them at the end of the pack. They're usually yeah. kind of up at the front. They're, even even uh, Team Guido noticed that they were like, where's Robin Brennan? Like, <laughs> yeah. we don't ever not see them. It was weird that it took them so long. <laughs> so they're pretty far behind everybody leaving that spot when they're new tr- in their trucks. Yeah. And everybody seems to really struggle with <laughs> how to get to this next place. And it does. it seems so miserable. It is hot and yeah. just a desert of nothing. Yeah, there's they, like nothing there's to no, like, tell where you roads, are. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> they have like a map that's not even in English and a compass. This old truck and some of them really, really struggle. Yeah. That maybe would be one advantage to having a driver. Like they can't help you, but at least if you have somebody that knows where they are with you, you wouldn't feel so, like, yeah. helpless. Like, I'm never I'm never going to see Civilization again. Yeah. Like, I'm lost forever. <laughs> I mean, of course, like, the production is with them. They're not actually lost. They're not going to be stranded out there. But it would probably feel that way. And, it like, for us as viewers, when we can't see the camera people behind them, yeah, it kind of seems that way, too. Like, they're lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah f- like, Frank and Margarita... And Lenny and Karen, there's points where it's just, like, they are, like, not even close to civilization. Like, Yeah, Mar- Margarita so said lost. that they've been driving for over three hours. Yeah. And she was in charge of the directions in the back, and Frank was driving, and she didn't even know how to use a compass. Why? And he yeah. was saying, line up the red with the N for north, and line up the north with the... I'm like, why, like, why don't you, you the do back? the compass and let her drive? <laughs> I, and But he was being way nicer to her this time, which is good. Than usual, yeah, for sure. But I was like, why did you do that? Why? Or just switch now. You've been driving for three hours. You haven't switched yet. Yeah. <laughs> but it if was, it was us, it would probably be you driving and me in the back doing the directions. Probably. And uh, I thought it was funny that Karen and Lenny, they, they had hired a driver and Lenny was like falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it is so obvious that Karen is so frustrated with Lenny. I know. But I think it would be really hard to be Karen's teammate as well. Yeah. Because if you do anything wrong, she gets so mad. Yeah. Even like at the beginning when they were talking about their relationship and stuff, Lenny was like, when we started dating, her mom warned me that she was bossy and I have to be careful. So it's yeah. kind of like apparently a well-known fact that she's kind of bossy and short-tempered. Yeah. And there's one point where they've been driving for probably three hours as well. And he's like, we should turn left and go back this way. And she gets so mad. It's like, you can't even make, like, a decision out loud in front of her. You can't even, like, change your mind about anything in front of her. She just gets so mad. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, we like just a- came from that way. But it's like, what else yeah. What else do you want to do? Do you want to keep driving in the wrong direction? <laughs> yeah. Or... He like- doesn't seem like the best teammate because he's kind of like... He can't... He seems like a little, like, slow and just, like... Not dur, as, dur, dur, yeah. go. <laughs> let's Not go here let's go here yeah. <laughs> but still some of the times so i'm just like oh my gosh 
you're not a very good team member. Yeah. So they struggle for most of this episode. <laughs> and even Bill and Joe, who I don't think they've ever really like gotten into an argument before, they are are, are also like getting on each other's nerves yeah. and Bill keeps telling Joe to slow down and be safe <laughs> and stuff and he's like I'm trying to race stop being a backseat driver and like they diffuse it pretty quickly though yeah they work it out I would probably be like that though like slow down slow down <laughs> I tend to do that sometimes because he was saying like this is our only transportation you can't pop a tire or do something yeah. to our truck can you imagine like if you broke down or you got a flat tire and you're just like stranded yeah. out there because that does happen in future seasons mm-hmm. where the people get a flat tire and it's like the end and of it, their race yeah and like if you have to wait for somebody to come like yeah. replace your tire that could be hours of driving like and just waiting for somebody to arrive so yeah i don't blame him for wanting him to be careful so after what seems like a really long time of searching <laughs> you know, for it was like seriously the whole episode was just them driving around in the yeah. desert searching for rocks and flags and stuff drew and kevin <laughs> finally find it and get to the roadblock and it says who wants to go for a ride but they have they have to pick first before they even read the description Oh, I didn't notice that part. Yeah. So they, like, they just have the roadblock clue, and I think it says, like, pick first before you even open this. So they don't know what it is. Okay. Like, because the, the title of the roadblock was Ride a Camel. So obviously, if you s- open that up and the title is Ride a Camel, then you're like, okay, who wants to ride a camel? Yeah. <laughs> so they had to pick before they even saw the title of the roadblock. Okay. So whoever picks to go for the ride gets to ride the camel but then the other teammate has to just walk through the desert alongside the camel it's obviously clear that they don't know that because all of the people that did not pick the roadblock are like oh i have to walk yeah (laughs) i didn't know i would be doing that yeah so they have to ride the camel and follow the compass 240 degrees to a flag in the distance and yeah, like we said, the other team member has to walk alongside it. And oh, and you can hire a camel handler for $50, too. That was another thing that you could... That would probably be a little bit more helpful than a driver. Yeah. Because, yeah. I don't I know, think, are camels unpredictable? I think if I was, like, Drew and Kevin, the top two teams, you know, like, seemed like they were pretty far ahead right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. But if I was towards the end and it could be, like, neck and neck, I'd maybe do that. Please come with me. Yeah. <laughs> Is riding a camel like riding a horse? Like, we know how to ride horses. We grew up, I mean, helping our grandpa on the farm, (laughs) and (laughs) we know our way around horses. But, yeah, I don't know if it's very I don't know if it's the same at all. But It doesn't um, look very comfortable, that's for sure. No, it doesn't look comfortable. And also, it's over 100 degrees, and they're wearing all their gear. Yeah. They're huge backpacks. They're all wearing, like, coats for some reason. Probably to keep the sand out of their (laughs) clothes. But it looks pretty miserable. So yeah, Drew and Kevin get there first, open the clue, and start doing the roadblock. And they get to the first flag, and there's a bunch of clues right there too. So they have to open that one there. And it says to use the compass to get to the next place, which is the campsite, like an oasis. Was Kevin on the camel, or was Kevin the one walking? I think Kevin was the one walking. Okay, that's what I thought, too. And he was so funny. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yelling at Drew because he was so mad that he had to walk, and Drew got to just ride on the camel. Yeah. Then Drew was yelling back, and they were so funny. Earlier in the episode, he saw a huge spider in the desert. (laughs) He's like 
so scared of it. And he's like, I don't want to be walking with all the scorpions and spiders. And he- <laughs> <laughs> I'd feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, you would not. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really that scared of spiders, but I don't know if I'd want to come across one in the desert. That No. Like, they're probably huge and, yeah, scary. So we go back to people who are still looking for the place to get there. And Amy's still sick, and she's in charge of the directions, and she's literally, like, not even looking at the map. And Paul is like, well, read the map. And she said, what map? What do you mean? What do you mean the map? What map? There's nothing to even see on this map. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are Why you Why would they doing? even give one to you? Where are you going? <laughs> like, neither of you are looking at the map. You're literally driving. Where are you driving to? Like, I... I don't know what their thought process was behind that she thought they were just going to give them a fake map and they just had to figure it out like of course they're going to give you some tools she was probably just so sick that she was like i don't know what i'm doing frank and margarita are lost and they're like we're praying that everybody else got lost too Mm -hmm. and their prayers were answered because (laughs) pretty much everybody else is lost so team guido got there did in second place did it pretty smoothly Robin Brennan made up a lot of time with yeah. the directions, which was lucky for them. They were able them. to find it pretty quickly. They left in last place there, and they got there in third place, which is really good for them. No, they only got fourth place. Nancy and Emily were third place. And when Nancy and Emily get the to the mat at the end, Drew and Kevin are so nice to them. Yeah. They're like, oh, we saw another team come, and we're like, that's our girls. That has to be our girls. Like, they're so nice. I wish I was in the race with Drew and Kevin. I know. They seem like they would be cool friends Mm -hmm. i think that they're my favorite team so far they're funny like they fight with each other but in an entertaining and funny way (laughs) and like you can tell that there's love behind it yeah (laughs) so (laughs) yeah we said robin brennan arrived fourth place they look like such rich white boys in their (laughs) i know cargo pants riding along with his binoculars (laughs) and his little hat (laughs) they have like their explorer hats cargo pants binoculars everybody else has like they're just regular jeans and stuff like that and they're so like decked out in this uh, like they're on like some sort of like safari or something (laughs) it's so funny i mean they are lawyers from boston aren't they so i mean (laughs) fits the bill so lenny and karen and frank and margarita arrive pretty close together Mm -hmm. and are pretty neck and neck but they do get to the second flag and see that there's three cards there instead of two so they know they're not last place they need to not do that yeah like production they need to put like twice the amount of cards there so people don't know yeah when they're getting there and how many people are behind them yeah because when they were making it back to the oasis campsite place they didn't seem like they were too concerned (laughs) of passing each other up they were just like it's right there and those (laughs) camels were so slow they were like just going along they were like right next to each other like hey <laughs> i'd have been like yeah let's go <laughs> yeah when lenny and karen check in their team number six they check in and they're like like congratulations your team number six and they both just like just like walk, walk away. away from each other i know that was kind of like they were disappointed that they weren't eliminated yeah they were just like <laughs> mm-hmm. and just walk away from each other yeah. from the mat no so relief, quietly they're no, just like, like oh thank goodness <laughs> we get to race another day yeah they're just like okay bye <laughs> And then sadly, we go back to Paul and Amy, still in the middle of nowhere. Still throwing up. (laughs) (laughs) They get, they, like, the cameraman goes back to Paul and Amy's truck, and they're literally driving, like, not even on a road anymore. Yeah, they're They're just, like, (laughs) driving over the bushes. And 
but then they see some cars and trucks ahead and so they drive in that direction they go directly to the campsite they don't even go to the they camel miss the park. camels yeah they just like came upon them mm-hmm. but they knew that they were in last place like right away and they kind of yeah were. they got out of the car and all the team members like were greeting them and felt so bad for Amy and were super nice to them. Mm-hmm. And they were even saying like, "We know this is a game, but we're sad to see them leave." Paul, he didn't seem that sad. No, he was like, "This is her thing. This yeah. is her game." And she was like, "I didn't want to stop playing. Like, I wanted to keep going. It sucks that we can't travel anymore." Yeah, he's like, "Oh, it's all right. I was here for her. This is her thing." Yeah, like. <laughs> You're on the amazing race, dude. Like, it's the million dollars too. It's like yeah. he keeps forgetting that. Yeah, like it's a million dollars. He wanted he, the million dollars at the beginning of the episode for their wedding. Yeah, but anytime something bad happens, he's always so quick to give up. It'd yeah. be hard to have a teammate like that. Mm-hmm. So Phil walks them to the mat and tells them that they're eliminated, and it was pretty sad for them and sad for Amy. But somebody has to get eliminated. So yeah, and I think that they. Didn't have a good strategy and yeah, didn't know they how weren't to gonna get win, directions. So. And yeah, I don't think they were strong enough to get to the end of the race. I did like this episode because there wasn't a point where they had to get to a travel, like a train, a plane, you know, mm-hmm. and all meet up and start like in similar. Like they all left from the pit stop from when they got there the night before and they never had a point where they all kind of converged. There, yeah, again, there was no like equalizers. Which I like every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, having just like a straight through in one location is good because that always is like the people that are so far ahead leaving a pit stop and then like you immediately have to go to an airport and catch a plane and everybody catches mm-hmm. up. So this was like that it really tested their skills to get ahead of the pack. Like if you were behind, like you had to like figure out where you were going better than everybody else did because there was no way to catch up other Mm -hmm. than that and i wonder if the next episode because i feel like they're pretty far apart at this point like drew and kevin are like probably three or four or five hours ahead several hours so if it like makes a difference of them catching a flight or wherever they're going next so they're in northern africa right now where do you think they're going to go i think okay so where did we start we started in new york and then went to paris africa like Victoria Falls. Oh, yeah. And then Paris and then Tunisia. So yeah. I feel like they're going to go back to Europe one more time. And then to Asia. And then head to Asia, yeah. And how many, so how many teams are left? There's six teams left. And we haven't yep. had any non elimination legs, have we? No, and I'm wondering if they do that in the first season. I mean, we'll have to see because we haven't got there yet, but maybe they kind of develop that later in the later seasons. And we're on episode five. There's usually like 11 or 12 episodes in a season. So there's probably got to be like a couple non-eliminations because they have three teams in the final leg. Yeah, my favorite team so far is Drew and Kevin, and I'm hoping that they make it to the finals. Mm -hmm. I still like Team Guido because they... I think they're a good team and they're strong. Yeah, they're strong and they're solid. They were a little bit mean to each other, but not really. And <laughs> mean to <laughs> calling people fatties is not <laughs> <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> Lenny and Karen, I'm just like, how long are you? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they, they, I swear they just like keep like scraping by by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. And, I do like, not know how they're still here. <laughs> I feel like they are the After the players. Paris debacle when he said to go to Notre Dame yeah. when he was supposed to go to Arc de Triomphe. Like, I can't even imagine how they survived that. I know. So. Yeah. I just, 
I don't know how they're still here. I'm sure they're not going to be here much longer. Yeah, I don't think so either. And Emily and Nancy, I like Nancy, but I'm not a big fan of Emily. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm actually glad Paul and Amy are gone. Like, they were, like, there was all that drama in the airport when they were going to Paris. And Amy was being such a brat. And mm-hmm. even though she was sick this time, I feel bad. I'm just like, they were not my yeah. faves. Yeah. There's always those teams that you're like, eh, okay. And then always the teams that you're like, so sad that they're gone. Yeah. And some of those teams that you just wish would get eliminated and they never do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So I uh, looked at what Paul and Amy are up to post Amazing Race. So this was 20 years ago at this point. They did end up getting married. So this aired in 2001. They got married in 2006. So they were engaged for oh. a long time. They got married in 2006. The Amazing Race wiki site does not say that they got divorced. So I don't know. I presume they're still married. However, I did find them on Facebook and they don't have any pictures of each other. But they're both actors now. So <laughs> it's kind of more of a like professional... Uh, page instead of like a personal page. Huh. Amy was in Austin Powers Gold Member because she used to be apparently a dancer and she was like a Philadelphia Eagles cheerleader. So she has like dance background and so she's been like kind of like a small non speaking part in several movies. She was in Monster in Law. That's one of my favorite movies. Interesting. And I'll go back and watch. Yeah, I'll have to watch it and we'll, we'll notice. We can pick but her out. She's a like a bartender or a waitress or something. So. Huh. And Paul, he is, I guess he was an actor before the race and then continued acting and did some producing. And he won, he won best actor at the independent film festival of North Texas. Wow. (laughs) I know. I mean, I mean, I'm not like knocking that because I would never be able to be an actor and I would never win any awards. So, but I just thought that was funny. That is a very unique award. (laughs) I didn't know there was an independent <laughs> film festival of North Texas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I want to like check out other stuff that they're in. Yeah. Like, well, cause they have, I looked up their IMDb and Paul has like 27 credits on IMDb and Amy has like 21 and like pretty recently, like Amy's last one was 2020 and Paul's last one was 2021. So they're like still currently acting in small roles. Huh. I do want to know if they're still together. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be surprised if they're not. I wouldn't either. Although I'm surprised that they were engaged for five years still. And then actually still got married. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Same. They're a very interesting couple. Like, the way that they acted on the race and, like, how they look and act and stuff. They are interesting. So, when you say that they're actors, that didn't, like, wasn't a huge shocker to me. (laughs) Yeah. Not super surprising. I was, yeah, I was, as we were looking at their facebook pictures i like some of these pictures of paul on his facebook like some of them are really uh weird silly and weird (laughs) but some of them i'm like he really is handsome like he has pretty eyes and amy's beautiful like um where her more current pictures have like she has long brown hair instead of the short red hair and it's she's like super pretty Hmm. this wikipedia i have to tell you like this amazing race wiki is that what you call it i guess People are very dedicated (laughs) in documenting the um, happenings of the Amazing Race because, like, every single team has, like, a write-up of everything they did on the race, how they got eliminated, like, every single task they did for 
30 however many seasons like know, that is we, so much we think that we're pretty big fans and i know i'm like look yes, at I'm all these <laughs> other people and we're like mm. <laughs> i know i'm also in a um amazing race fandom facebook group and yeah like pe- the like every a lot of these people know like every single team and like every single task and episode and detour and <laughs> i'm like i can't even remember who won some of these seasons that i have yeah. seen so no, for real i literally it was happening like throughout the summer i was rewatching a couple of the later seasons and i got through half a season i'm like oh i've watched a season before <laughs> i know <laughs> i rewatched i mean <laughs> season six that was where i got the idea for this podcast is because i was watching season six and i haven't seen it in a long time and i was like huh i wonder if there's like a recap podcast like let's go see and i couldn't find anything so i was like okay we have to do this but i until they crossed the finish line i did not remember who won <laughs> i was like oh okay i vaguely yeah. vaguely remember this now but yeah and I know we keep talking about this, but for some reason, the family season is so memorable to me. <laughs> it's so fun. I literally can, like, go back and, like, remember exact things happening in, like, names of people and stuff. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I, that season is so memorable. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> it is It is kind of general consensus on that Facebook group that nobody likes the family season, which is so weird. Because so that one's, like, one of our favorites. Maybe, maybe I mean, it will be interesting to see watching it now that we're older and we've seen so many seasons since Mm -hmm. because that was one of our first ones that we watched yeah and it was an earlier season in general (laughs) (laughs) we're excited for that Uh, season seven we mentioned it like every episode (laughs) 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 so that's our recap of episode five pretty good episode if i say so myself I'm lots excited of, to see what happens next. Lots of driving in the desert. The um, stay tuned for more scenes from the next episode seemed pretty dramatic. It did. So I think next episode is going to be did. very interesting. We still need to figure out how Phil got that job. I was listening back to <laughs> old episodes and we said we were going to look into that next next episode. We'll have a a bio about Phil. Yeah. I don't. How do you even say his last name? Keegan? Kogan? I don't know. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> All these like actual like super amazing race fans are like what what are these girls doing they don't even know how to say phil's last name (laughs) but that's what makes it fun it's like because we don't know every single detail it's like we're watching it for the first time ish but we like know enough about the show that it's you know yeah so it's a good balance yeah we'll be back next time with episode six thanks for listening bye bye